Hey, it's Bernie Hobach on Wave Radio. Today we're going to join a conversation hosted by Claire Byrne. She's an Irish broadcaster on the broadcast television network Radio Television Aaron, RTE. Claire Byrne Live hosted a discussion with educators, entrepreneurs, parents, teachers, and students in a program aired on Irish television in the middle of September 2017. One of my colleagues, Pam O'Brien, will end this clip on Wave Radio talking about the important role parents play in helping students, their kids, achieve higher levels of success. In this small extract, you're going to listen to people talk about DESH, which is a, a program Ireland has to tackle disadvantage in schools. It actually stands for Delivering Equality of Opportunity in Schools. You'll hear an entrepreneur talking about education, failing to address emotional intelligence, and you'll hear some spirited interaction between a student, a former student, not of mine, but of the Irish education system who failed, picked himself up by the bootstraps, and achieved high honors at Ireland's leading university in Trinity University. It was an interesting audience, and at the end of it all, I start to think that if I'm trying to deliver immersive education, quality education, you know I got to go from understanding what students are learning, helping them learn, sometimes by throwing in assets, money, and time, and then achieving a result at the end. The results do matter because people want to know that their kids, their nephews, their nieces, their friends can achieve a higher level of success than they might have achieved while they were also school students. Let's have a listen to Claire Byrne live from RTE. Think about how these education issues may affect you. Joe Duffy's Classroom Divide documentary has just aired and showed us that despite the introduction of free education 50 years ago, it's your address that will ultimately determine your educational outcome. Personal responsibility is great when you're talking to individuals, but it's kind of meaningless when you're talking to about groups of people. And um, Do you think, though, that people who are in disadvantaged areas do have personal responsibility, though? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, government has failed spectacularly to tackle uh, economic inequality. And, you know, in, in fact, they're diametrically opposed to it, you know. But I don't think it's coincidence that the minister went, he went to Belvedere. Your predecessor, John O'Sullivan, went to a private school. Uh, the Taoiseach went to a private school. And the, the state is subsidising private schools to the tune of 120 million a year. Now, you can't come around and start bandying the world, around, world equality around when we have socialism for the rich and capitalism for the rich. The work that this government that has created 225,000 jobs, which has meant that a lot of people have a real future that didn't uh, at the time of the crash. And we've rebuilt the economy. But we're determined to make sure that we use the fruits of that. For example, in this specific area, uh, in the last four years, we've seen a 33% increase in the number of people from disadvantaged backgrounds who are entering our colleges. That's a significant improvement, but we can do an awful lot better. And that's why I have set as a 10-year objective that we will have the best education and training service, and specifically in respect of opening up opportunities for children with special needs and children who come from a disadvantaged background. So you background. see that there is a problem? I see when that there is a problem, absolutely. Have you identified what the problem is? If we have free education, why is it that the privileged 
are the ones who seem to be getting the greatest access to third level. Well, I think as Joe Duffy's programme showed, it is uh, a range of issues have to align for this to be successful. So I think you, you have to look at, for example, early education. We have only started to invest in a quality early education system. I've seen in my own area in Darndale the success of that ABC programme, which you know supports children from before they're even born and helps them to come through. And they come to school in a much better position. We need role models. So, for example, we have invested to bring more teachers coming from those communities into our colleges to become teachers in the future. We need to look at then the schools. We have 900 DESH schools, schools that get additional resource, and that's working. The literacy standards have improved very significantly. The number of children who stay on to complete their education has gone from uh, under it's about 78% in five years ago. It's now up to 84. So you know, we, we are seeing real progress. But of course, there's a long, long way to go. And, and can you answer the question that Frankie posed about the state subsidy to private schools? That's 120 million. He feels that it just shouldn't happen. Yeah, I think the situation is that we have cut the support to, to private fees-paying schools. There are 50 of them. If we eliminated them and brought them all into uh, the public system, that would cost us 23 million more to support them. So what we're doing isn't, if you like, doing that. What we're doing is we're picking out 900 schools. So we have 900 schools getting special support lower class sizes, support, uh, financial support, homeschool liaison, completion programs support, you know, across a whole range. I to suppose try people to make would sure see if you didn't subsidise the, the private fees things fee-paying schools that you'd have an extra 120 million to do that work. That would be relatively small compared to what, for example, just takes children with special education needs. In the last two years alone, I have put in 2,000 extra SNAs and 1,500 extra teachers to support, th support those children, the most disadvantaged children, students who have special education needs, to see them fulfil their potential. That's a huge investment that we're making. And you know, the, 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 what we're trying to do is, as, as Leo says, use the money that we're coming from a, a, a recovering economy to make life better, to create opportunities for people. All right, Arthur Godsell, you were formerly a principal of a private school, St Andrews. Yeah, the minister is correct in saying that there's, there's 50 uh, uh, fee charging schools in the country at about 750, so the numbers are quite small in terms of the, the money. And also, if you take the subsidies away from these fee paying schools, they have to go somewhere. These children have to be, have to be educated somewhere. So the, the, I don't think it's about the money, it's more about a matter of principle, which I sort of understand in a way. But it can be solved, I believe, quite reasonably easily in terms of the number of resources we put into education. But I ran a school where the, the Department of Education gave me 50 teachers or thereabouts to run the school. We actually employed over 100. So, so the point I'm making so, is that So where did the money come from to get to pay the extra teachers? Was it from the fees? fees, or fees, or from, fees what did you do with the money that you got from the state? The, the, that paid the, the, the teacher salaries of 50. But we employed over 100 teachers. And we did that to provide an education system that provided for the children that what, what, what the needs were. And I would not be able to provide the same educational service in the school if I only had 50 teachers. It would not be possible to do that. In other words, the, the quality of the education service come from the quality of the teachers. In Finland, which we always put up as the poster boy or poster girl of education, there's 1% dropout of students in Finland. They invest 20% more into their education system. So if the education system invested sufficiently into schools, there would be no need for fee-paying okay. schools. Um, Eleanor Mack, I want to come to you. Um, you're an entrepreneur, as people will know, but you feel, am I right, that the school system failed you? Absolutely, um, and I'm probably going to come from a completely different angle from everybody else. I think the most important thing is that the school system judges us numerically and mathematically. It doesn't pay any attention to the important life skills that we need. Uh, 
commonly known now as emotional intelligence, your ability to relate to other people, your ability to have empathy with other people. And believe me, from you know running numerous businesses, these are the things that matter. I mean, for instance, you can have terribly smart people working for you in an organization, but when things get tough, if they haven't got the gumption to deal with that, do you not they're think that that's no changing though? That the system is changing? I think it's starting to improve, but I think there needs to be a lot more emphasis on it. And I, I'm concerned about children who come out from school and feel undervalued because of the limited way that they're measured and therefore set themselves up as failures from day one. Okay, we have some more uh, hands raised in the audience. The lady with the yellow top there, second from the back. We'll just get the microphone to you. Now, there you go, off you go. Hi, my name's Michelle, I'm a deputy principal in a desh school in Dublin 8. And I'd like to bring this conversation back to the students who should be at the centre of all the decisions that we are actually making. And like what the lady there said, there was a system whereby we weren't recognising students for other talents, but I passionately believe that that is changing. And if you came to some schools like ours, which may have a label of being desh, but our students are very advantaged in many of the experiences that they have, we could show you the different ways and the different programs that we connect with that actually do make sure that our young people develop their emotional intelligence, develop their perseverance, develop their resilience, and also attain academically. Um, You're somebody, aren't you, who went back to college? I didn't. I went to the school that I'm deputy principal in, so I went to a, a disadvantaged school, and then I went on trying to be a teacher, and I'm now deputy principal in that school. And we have a large group of students here with us tonight who all believe in the role that people in their community have actually played. Okay, so I think one of your students would like to come in and say something there on the end of the row. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think the minister has just thrown around the word disadvantaged a lot without knowing what it actually means. It's not so much that we're at a disadvantage because we're a desk school. It's more so that other schools in different areas are, have the advantage of special grinds and extra lessons outside of school that we don't get. So when we go to school, we do have to put in that extra bit of work but there is the supports there from our school and from programs like TAPS, CFES, and then colleges like DIT and NCAD who do help us. But there needs to be more programs like that expanded into the other so many desk schools okay. in the country. And your friend and colleague beside you, yeah. We're not going to let the word disadvantage define us. Where we come from, it's just a label. It's not us. So we're going to come over these barriers. We're going to make it to college. We're going to make it to university. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Well done. Well done. A lady here in the striped top. Yep, yeah, we'll come to you now. We'll just get the microphone to you. Go ahead. Hi, um, I'm a teacher in a desh school myself, but I actually uh, went to a private school. And um, I suppose I say that because being a teacher in a desh school, I want to echo what those ladies say. You know, it's a label that's bandied about. Um, I think people don't understand it. Um, and, you know, there's so many advantages for our students in our school. Like we have business in the community. You know, we have so many uh, programs that invite students to develop, you know, from a holistic perspective and emotionally as well. And, you know, I just think that, you know, it's not fully understood. And I think that there needs to be more discussion about the advantages that our students have and not the disadvantages. But look, from what you're saying, it sounds as though the system is working. Um, I would agree that it's working from the point of view that we have an incredibly hardworking staff in our schools and I'm sure in other schools around the country, but we are still lacking resources. 
you know we don't have enough resources we have inclusion in the classroom we have kids coming in with special needs that are being integrated into mainstream class classes which is fantastic but we are still so stretched and that needs to be addressed. Okay, is that something you can do something about? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like across all of those programmes, we are increasing the money going into the access programmes for the third level colleges. We've just had a call, so to make sure that more more colleges reach out to schools, we've put in a wellbeing programme just at junior cycle this year, first time wellbeing, a structured programme for every uh, child. We're changing the assessment methods at junior cycle. First year, this year, English will be assessed in a different way, where it values more than just the retention to get your final exam, but also other dimensions of schoolwork, project work. You know, all of these things are making a difference and we need to expand the investment in them. So we're investing nine and a half billion in our education system. One and a half billion is going into children with special education needs. Hi, I just wanted to pick up on something that Frankie mentioned at the beginning about how his mum read to him and that that was something that, you know, it's, it's something you mentioned about your education. And I think that's something that we really need to help parents, we need to support parents so that they can support their children. I'm involved with the youth media team, two members of whom are here with me today, and that's a, a programme that we do with some local secondary school uh, students. And I suppose a lot of them, a lot of the time it's about giving people the opportunity, but actually having the parents to support them to be able to take that opportunity. Okay. So it's really important to support parents in all this as well. Just on uh, that subject, Frankie, that you mentioned a couple of times, uh, fee-paying schools, we did run a poll on this today. We asked our Clareborn Live and Morrick Smartphone panel, should the state pay the wages of teachers working in private fee-paying schools? And a very large majority, 75%, said no and 14% said yes 11% don't know thanks for listening to my extract from Claire Byrne Live and these various issues of immersive education I hope you stay tuned to Wave Radio for more exciting tech tips culture inquiry curiosity and the green room I'm Bernie Gobach top golden good social networks bye for now <laughs>